Hey guys, it's Josh. Welcome to episode number 22, Chromosomal Diseases. I want to just say that uh, you're doing great. I'm very proud of you. You're ripping through these episodes. Hopefully they're helping you um, confirm your knowledge, maybe add to it. Um, either way, you're doing a great job. Medical school is very hard, and I think it's one of those things where um, it's like drinking from a fire hose. You've heard it. But one thing I will say is like, everybody's been in your shoes and um, everybody's found it hard. You're not alone in that situation at all. Even if sometimes it might feel like you're the only one struggling, you're crushing it. And um, I think listening to these, uh, you know, very proud of you. You're doing great. So keep it up. So in this episode, we're going to be going over chromosomal diseases. So let's get to it. Okay. So we'll start with Down syndrome. This is high yield. It's going to be on your exam. You need to know like the, um, the big things about it, some keywords, um, for it. Um, and those are going to be like most specifically, it's going to be these upward slanting eyes. You're going to have brush field spots in the iris, which are these like white little specks along the iris. You're going to have epicanthal folds, small ears, a smooth philanthrum. They're, they'll have this like macroglossia, which is going to be like a large tongue. And that's actually why a lot of the time with Down syndrome people, they'll, they'll, their tongues will be sticking out or they'll have a protruding tongue. On their feet, they're going to have these gaps between their first and second toe, these large gaps. And then they'll have this single palm, palmar cleese. They're going to have a ton of other stuff that you'll, you'll see, like hypotonia. We'll get into that when we're actually in uh, peds, when I'm doing podcasts on peds. But they're going to be super floppy when they come out of uh, the womb. And then they have a ton of... Um, like secondary complications later on in life, you know, they like uh, early on in life, you'll they'll have duodenal atresia, they'll have issues with their heart, cardiac de cardiac defects are extremely prevalent um, in patients with Down syndrome, specifically uh, like up to fifty percent of them. Like, so you'll learn. Like, one of the cool things is when you know. Um, so I'm going into radiology, right? This is just like a side topic, but when you know a patient has a history of let's say Down syndrome, you uh, right out the gates are going to order an echo. You're going to order. Um, a, a, an x-ray, abdominal x-ray to check for duodenal atresia because there's just things that are associated with these syndromes that you're just going to go ahead and screen for. So that's just something to keep in mind. It's it's one of the cooler things. It's it's going to be, it's a big part of step two, understanding like next steps in step two. This is the kind of stuff where it's like you, you should know what uh, like parts of a syndrome are and then you should know like next steps to like actually catch those like subsects. But anyways, without, without further ado, let's get into it. So um, Down syndrome is caused by trisomy 21, and trisomy 21 means you have three um, separate copies of the 21st chromosome. This usually happens during a non-disjunction event in meiosis 1, specifically anaphase of meiosis 1, but it can also happen due to a Robertsonian translocation, or it can just happen uh, through mosaicism. This is the least common cause, by the way. The really big thing is is anaphase and meiosis one not during non disjunction. That's the that's the one you're going to want to remember, right? So um, I talked a little bit about the appearance there. I talked about the increased risk. I'm just going to list them one more time just for your, your uh, listening pleasure. But congenital heart disease, specifically uh, ASDs, atrial septal defects, and ventral septal defects. Um, you're going to have a increased risk of AML if in Down syndrome patients that are less than three years old, and then an increased risk of ALL in uh, Down syndrome patients that are older than three years old. They have a much higher risk of Alzheimer's disease. That's because of this uh, amyloid precursor protein on uh, located on <clears throat> uh, chromosome 21. 
There's is uh, the gene is located on uh, uh, chromosome 21. It's amyloid precursor protein, and simply because they have another chromosome, like they have an extra copy of that 21st chromosome, they're going to make more of that protein, and they're going to be at more at risk of having Alzheimer's disease. And then they also have a high risk of these Hirschsprung's disease, duodenal atresia, and again, that specifically, like it's these endocardial cushion defects that are very common. And the endocardial cushion is what makes up your um, basically your vent, uh, your septal, your atrium septum and ventral septum, and that's why you get these ASD and VSDs, which stands for atrial septal uh, defects and ventral septal defects, which is a part of the heart. We haven't talked about that yet, so I recognize that you might not totally understand all of these words. That's okay. I just want you to focus uh, more on the fact that like having syndromes increases your risk for certain diseases. We can screen for Down syndrome uh, during pregnancy using a, squat, a quad screen. One thing I want you to remind yourself is that um, you're going to have a high HCG and inhibin levels with these quad screens. So high HI, HCG, inhibin are going to be high HI for this quad screen. And then estriol and alpha fetoprotein are going to be low or deficient. Deficient. EF, DEF, estriol, fetoprotein are going to be deficient or low in this quad screen. Okay. And then the other big thing is the ultrasound is going to show this increased nuchal translucency. This is high yield. Um, I actually had a. Um, an exam question, I forget if it was either step one or step two, where it literally showed you um, uh, an increased nuchal translucency and you had to know that that was associated with uh, Down syndrome. I thought it was sort of a hard question. I, I low-key, like, I was surprised to even see that. But um, basically, that's that's how you um, screen for um, Down syndrome, and then you are going to confirm it with amniocentesis or chorionic villus sampling. These are a little bit more high risk, which is why you uh, screen first and then confirm with these two. And you'll basically look for that third, uh, that trisomy 21, okay? So that is Down syndrome. Let's go on to the next one that we're going to talk about. This is Ed Edwards syndrome. This is another trisomy. It's specifically trisomy 18. This is the most common trisomy, um, uh, or the second I guess I should say the second most common trisomy resulting in live birth follow, you know, following Down syndrome. Uh, my voice is getting a little uh, rough here, sorry. Um, the pre so these uh, Edwards syndrome, they're going to have some uh, mental retardation, and then they're going to have the, this specific unique appearance that I want you to pay attention to, okay? They're going to have this thing called rocker bottom feet which is like this upturned sloping of the foot. They're going to have micrognathia, which is uh, just another word of, uh, another way of saying small jaw. They'll have low set ears, just like in Down syndrome. But the big thing that you need to, that you need to keep an eye out is these clenched hands with overlapping fingers, okay? So imagine clenched hands with overlapping fingers, okay? That is like pathognomonic. You instantly should pick up on rocker bottom feet, clenched hands with overlapping fingers. This is trisomy 18, which is usually due to a non-disjunction event similar to in um, Down syndrome. And this is pathognomonic for Edwards syndrome. The big thing that you need to be aware of is that these patients, Edwards patients, have uh, congenital heart disease, specifically ventral septal defects. VSD, going to see it everywhere. If you are ever in doubt, VSD is going to be the right answer. Unfortunately, these patients, because of their unique trisomy, are going to have serious complications before the age of one, and they most often die at, uh, you know, well before one years old. The next one I want to talk about is Patel syndrome. 
This is a trisomy 13, again due to non-disjunction. These patients are going to present with mental retardation. They're going to have this interesting, like a very small head. Um, they'll have a cleft palate. Basically, think of this as like a central, uh, a midline central defect because they also have holopro encephaly. Highly recommend you go look up uh, what this is. It's a it's a devastating disease. These uh, patients who are born with Patau's syndrome um, die before, well before uh, one years old. They have uh, kidneys that are cystic. And they have ventral septal defects. Really horrible disease to have. It's usually it's devastating for the patient, obviously, because they pass away. But the parents are devastated often as well. So the next one I want to talk about is Cree du Chat. This is a funny one. It, it, you know, Cree du Chat is literally uh, like cry like a cat. This is like like pathognomonic, a high-pitched crying or mewing, right? That's what that's what the patient's going to present with. They're going to have epicanthal folds. They're going to have severe uh, mental retardation, a really small head, microencephaly. They're going to have ventral septal defects. And but the big thing I want you is this patient is going to be due to uh, is going to have high-pitched crying. And they're going to be very young, and the parents are not going to know what to do. So then the the question stem is going to point out the crying. This is due to a micro deletion on the short arm, the petite arm of chromosome five. So chromosome five, I want you to picture a cat, right, crying, on on the edge of this short little arm, and that's Cree du Chat. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is Williams syndrome. This is like a very interesting syndrome. There's actually a wonderful YouTube channel. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it's this guy. He goes and he actually interviews the really wholesome interviews with patients. And one of my favorite interviews he does is with a patient with Williams syndrome. This 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 young girl is so friendly. She's all smiles, um, and you know the big thing with them is they also have this like interesting look. Um, it's usually described as elven faces. I think that can you know, depending on who you're talking to, maybe be a little offensive, but just, I recommend you going on YouTube and actually looking for interviews with people who have Williams syndrome. Very interesting disease. So they present again with these elven faces. They have some mental retardation, but they're still usually high functioning. They have hypercalcemia due to this increased sensitivity to vitamin D. And then they have these like unique behaviors, like super verbal, extraordinarily friendly they've been uh, there's been like talk of them having like incredible musical talent but the big thing with them as well is they have this supravalvular supravalvular aortic stenosis this is high yield you will get tested on this okay they'll have these supravalvular su usually you can have aortic stenosis but in in young kids in like like prepubescence and they'll have this supravalvular aortic stenosis supravalvular okay and this is all due to a micro deletion on the long arm, right? The Q of chromosome seven, right? And this is the region lost includes the elastin gene, okay? So again, Williams syndrome, micro deletion of long arm of chromosome seven, okay? Let's go on to the next one. This is uh, this is called uh, this is an interesting one, okay? This is a 22Q11 micro deletion. This is uh, this results in like an abnormal development of the third and fourth pharyngeal pouches, and it has a variable pre uh, a variable presentation. And um, specifically, uh, the way you can remember this is catch 22, right? Catch 22 micro deletion at the 22Q11. Okay, and catch 22 stands for C cleft palate, A abnormal facies, T T-cell deficiency due to thymic aplasia. Your thymus uh, comes from your pharyngeal pouch, right? Remember? 
or you probably haven't talked about this yet, so don't worry about that. C, cardiac abnormalities. You'll have to memorize all these, by the way. It's one of the downsides of step in general, remembering these like sort of obscure diseases, but at least with catch-22, you'll remember it. So let me restart. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Cleft palate for C, A for abnormal facies, T for uh, T-cell deficiency due to thymic aplasia. You could just remember thymic aplasia. C for cardiac abnormalities. H for hypocalcemia due to parathyroid aplasia. You don't necessarily, uh, you haven't learned about what the parathyroids are, what they do, but they actually control your calcium and they're super important for calcium uh, equilibrium. And when you have hypoglycemia, you get this uh, result in tetany, which is when you like tap their face, it'll like sort of like quiver. Okay, so there's some specific presentations to this catch-22. One is called Dijorge syndrome. It's going to be all over the place. You're going to get lots of questions on Dijorge syndrome. This is due to a microdeletion at, uh, on the 22nd chromosome, and it results in defects in the thymus, the parathyroid, and the heart. Okay, thymus, parathyroid, and the heart. That's what you're looking for in Dijorge syndrome. With um, and Dijorge syndrome is also when you when you don't have a thymus, you have T cell uh, abnormalities. You're going to have some thymic aplasia. This results in like um, immunologic dysfunction. We'll talk about this in a later episode in immunology. The final thing that uh, microdeletions on 22q11 can um, can cause this thing called velocardiofacial syndrome, which results in defects in the palate, the face, and the heart. But it it spares the thymus and the parathyroids unlike uh, in Dijorge syndrome. And, um, you know, like this is just something to keep in mind. Like, like sometimes there's these like really obscure questions and you're like, God, this sounds just like Dijorge and they'll list this other obscure syndrome. It's nice to be able to know what that is. And that's velocardiofacial syndrome. If this patient has a normal T-cell but they have palate, face, and heart abnormalities, that's what you should be thinking. So I think I'm gonna end this uh, here. But before I do, I sort of want to just uh, go back over what we hit on during this um, thing. Just like a quick reminder for the high yields. Okay, so Down syndrome, trisomy 21. Edwards syndrome, trisomy 18. Patau syndrome, trisomy 13. Cree du Chow, microdeletion on the short arm of chromosome 5. Williams syndrome, microdeletion of a long arm of chromosome 7. And then 22Q microdeletions result in Dijorge syndrome and velocardiofacial syndromes, as well as the catch-22 disease. Um, so that's just a quick little refresher. You can listen to that on repeat just to run through in your head, make sure you're hitting it all. Okay, so um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. The next episode we're going to do is trinucleotide repeat expansion diseases. That will be episode number 23. We'll see you there. Good luck. You're doing great. Keep it up.